0: Hi, guys. Welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and you guys know what we do here. We help you escape your church's echo chamber, learn to think biblically, and perhaps challenge the status quo on a few things. Of course, we're all about working in unity, though, uh, through—what is it? Unity through diversity. That's what it is. Sorry, guys. It's late. I uh, just got done spending some time with the family, and I was just chilling out in my pajamas, and then I got to read about— kevin max resigning the faith so but before we get into all this please don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel leave us a five-star review on apple and check out the rfp network so you can see all the other things that are going on with the young baptist podcast for freedom ministries um the recover the women recovering fundamentalist recovering fundamentalist women podcast rfwp rfwp you know there's so many of y'all anymore it's just getting confusing in my brain but Today, we are doing what I've done many times, which is I've covered different people who have left the faith, and I kind of go through and just kind of talk about the story a little bit, and then I give a response to some of this story as we go along. Now, a couple things. Uh, This is, I'm going to be reading from uh, uh, ChristianPost.com. We will leave the link to the article in the description below, but I'm just going to read this out loud and respond as we go. Now, granted that this one's a little bit different than the other ones that we've done. The other ones brought more specific things to the table. Like they would try to talk about like the injustice of God in the Old Testament or, you know, their perceived injustice of God in the Old Testament, I should say. They would... Uh, be like, why are you, what the problem of hell, the problem of suffering, you know, things along that nature, or some people have even brought in like evolution, like, well, once I studied evolution, I think there might be more here than I thought, and all these different things, and I've always responded to their arguments directly, but the problem is here is uh, he's a little more vague, and you'll see that's actually part of the problem I'm going to respond to today, is the general overall progressive tone it has. But I'm going to just read straight from the article, and I'm going to respond as I choose. So I hope that's okay with you all. So in this post about Kevin Max, and it is entitled DC Talks, Kevin Max says he's an ex-evangelical, deconstructing, and progressing. So Grammy-winning vocalist Kevin Max, a member of the popular Christian band DC Talk. Who has released music in multiple genres revealed over the weekend that he considers himself to be evangelical. Now, by the way, guys, if you are not familiar with DC Talk, have you ever been? Have you been living under a rock? I'm looking at you, Santi. You know who you are. Seriously, one of my friends was like, "Yeah, I have no idea who these people are." I'm like, "Who are you? What? That's crazy." And then uh, what's also interesting is that uh, the song, like "Jesus Freak." Uh, helped inspire someone like Dr. Tim Stratton to get more excited about Christianity, as he is telling me today. So it is, these people have had an impact. I do remember when the Jesus freak thing was a big deal. So um, I will not even try to rap or sing that song for you because I would not do any of it justice. But go check it out. It'll make you laugh, if nothing else, because it is kind of a silly Christian song. But anyway, so he go so here's the thing. Hello, my name, this is what he says. Hello, my name is Kevin Max, and I'm an hashtag exvangelical, he tweeted Saturday, sparking a large response from many of his Christian followers. Some praised the musician's post, claiming that they were also exvangelicals, a term that has been used commonly in recent years to describe individuals who no longer identify as evangelicals. Others on social media say that they had never heard of the term, which has been associated with progressive Christians who have left evangelical Christianity due to theological or political reasons in recent years. This does not surprise me. This is, again, of course, you'll find, by the way, because if you go to his Twitter bio, you will find that he actually has things uh, like progressive and liberal and other things in his Twitter bio already. So there is kind of this general thing whenever someone completely starts going to the left, almost always you start seeing the rest of their faith kind of go with it or completely reinterpreting it. You know, you have people, most people leave entirely because a lot of the things on the left side of the aisle are not congruent with the Bible. There is just not. And I know I have many friends who might disagree with me on that, but uh, I'm willing to take that one to the bank and cash that check. Okay. So it's just a normal thing. More and more people head that direction, the more and more atheistic they become, and the more they start being inclusive in things that the Bible is very exclusive on. So, anyway, that's pretty standard, standard, uh, run of the mill, people leaving the faith things. So, um, in response to a social media user who said Max no longer believed in Jesus, the Jesus freak singer quipped with, Nope, didn't say that. Read text carefully. And this is a, a typical thing. Many people will leave the faith and be like, well, no, no. I never said, I, you know, I don't love Jesus. I love the person who Jesus was. I just don't love, you know, the uh, Christian view of Jesus, you know, which would be the biblical view of Jesus. Or they're like, I love the teachings of Jesus. So I just don't like the teachings of Christianity, as if the two were completely able to be divorced from each other, you know, because here's the thing, and I, I'll go on a little tirade here real quick. I'm, he's not, again, this is vague. He's just saying, go read that again. So he, I'm guessing, he's implying the fact that he does love what Jesus says, but he disagrees with a lot of what Christianity says. But here's the thing: you don't get to affirm Jesus's morals like forgive seventy times seven, you know, showing grace to the adultering woman, and all these different things. You don't get to go and talk about you know the least of these, and you know the the um the you know blessed are the meek and blessed are the merciful and blessed are the poor the last shall be first you don't get to talk about jesus's morals and claim those while simultaneously divorcing from what he claimed to be he claimed to be the messiah and the son of god which means that you can't just take his morals and then take who he was i gave him the authority to teach those morals and we see that a lot. A lot of people are like, well, I love what Jesus, yeah, I love Jesus, I just don't like organized religion. And they completely ignore the fact that all the old testament that you know the whole promise of the Messiah was built off of and all these other things are straight up organized religion. Judaism is a very organized religion. And then you get to the New Testament and Christianity, and then you see Paul writing in his epistles, like in Ephesians and other areas, specific ways that the church ought to act. Because it needs to be organized. So, in other words, uh, that kind of me- mentality is hogwash. Now, I'm not sure if that's what Max is getting at here. Um, I'm just speaking forwardly as to what I'm reading between the lines, because that's all I can really do here. And I'm willing to be wrong on these. And I'm, these are not anything any I'm saying here um, where I'm insinuating or asserting what I think he's getting at, I'm willing to be proven wrong on. And I have no stakes in the game. Again, this is just me reading between the lines. So uh, then he said, I have no idea how many people's blogs or podcasts are using the announcement for further division, but I'm here for the grace, he assured, and he capitalized the grace, which is interesting. So he's saying, of course, you know, know, uh, something like this, you talking about it and approaching the Christian world about this is somehow creating further division. Well, here's the thing. Division isn't bad. That's why we call ourselves the church split, because there are times to divide, and there's times to unite, and we need to be united under the fundamentals, but uh, divide only over the fundamentals, and then allow things on tertiary issues. The thing is here is that this is literally, Paul says, mark those, like talk about people who teach other doctrines, or mark those who cause divisions and avoid them. If he's going to come in here and teach a false doctrine, we are to avoid him. That is that is a good division, that's, that's solid division, that's, that's Christ-honoring division, because you don't want heresy or someone who's going to lead someone astray by being a false teacher. So, uh, let's continue this article here. The musician added further detail on, tw- on his Twitter thread. Quote, for all those people using my b- posts as a plug and play for your own hot take or personal discourse, I offer you the lyrics to an upcoming song uh, off my new new, my new band, Astronaut Sad, album. Adults, adult Fears, titled It's Okay. I'm sorry for being obtuse or difficult, but it's a process. Love. So he offers a song in response to people like us who are going to be talking about it. Of course, people are going to be talking about it. And here's the thing, whenever someone offers a song and they're not bringing actual arguments, I have a hard time taking that too seriously. It's just because it just kind of comes off like trying to be emotional manipulation or rhetoric because that's oftentimes what songs and poetry are. not saying it's all bad. There's good rhetoric and bad rhetoric, uh, but this is just kind of weird. So the lyrics to the song read, it's okay to be estranged from everything that you were taught. And it's okay to unpack all the hopeless baggage that you bought. I know the sun it, sun it never shines in the same place twice. And I know that life is better with a trusted vice. But you will change when you cave, get this, to the universal Christ. And it's okay for you to lose the shame from all the church's abuse. And it's okay for them to see you don't believe in man's inerrancy. I know the sun, it never shines in the place you hide. I know you think it's better shrouded in secrets and lies, but you'll change when you embrace the glowing universal Christ. Okay, so here's the thing. I have no problem with somebody saying that it's okay to not please men. I say that all the time. That's what the, literally this channel and this podcast exists for, is it's better to please God than man because man is ever-changing. And it's okay, of course, as you said, um, for you to lose the shame from all of the church's abuse. I, I agree with that. Yes, church, but oftentimes what is being levied, and this is kind of the problem that we live at uh, as part of this RFP network thing. Some people have been horrifically abused by the church. But then there's people who think that a church enforcing basic Christian morals, right? Like, hey, pornography is bad. Hey, you shouldn't be doing drugs. Hey, sex out—you know, having sex before marriage is not okay. Like basic Christian moral values. If you're enforcing them in the church, they will also say that's abusive or spiritual abuse. I've seen both sides and I think it's not helpful. There's a balance here, guys. Enforce what God says to enforce, and, and, you know, let God be true and every man a liar. You, anyway, um, there's true abusive situations by the church, and then there's ones that stop calling it abuse. Now, again, these are just thoughts I have as I'm reading through this. He's not actually saying one way, because, again, it's a song, so it's vague and ambiguous. It's not really anything I can nail down, so I'm just going to talk about what, what's coming to mind. But then he says this. Shroud in the secrets of lies, but you'll change when you embrace what? The universal Christ. This here really is the flag of progressive Christianity in most ways. It's a universal Christ. And here's the thing. When I say Christ is universal, I mean anyone can accept him. You know, anyone can come to the Father through Jesus Christ. Of course that's true. So Christ is universal for everybody as far as that's concerned. As far as having access to Christ, anyone can access him. But there are prerequisites in order to access him. You don't get to just have Christ. He says, <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many verses, right? No one comes unto the Father but by me. If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. Jesus goes on and on about this. He uses exclusive language all the time. It never changes. He's always using exclusive language. Only the righteous, right? He talks about being righteous. Those get to go before God. And again, he emphasizes keeping his commandments. So there's exclusive language of Jesus. And so when people, progressive Christianity is known for this, they are, uh, a lot of them are what's called universalists, which means that when Jesus died for the world, he literally died for everyone and everyone now is saved. It's universalism. Everyone gets to go to heaven, which has, which again, one is an unorthodox teaching that has not been taught in the church in ever until more recently it's becoming popular. And, of course, in order to get to that, you have to really focus in hard and emphasize the world languages, the, the, I mean the world passages, the all passages, the, all those types of areas, and then you have to kind of l- uh, emphasize less or change the hermeneutic and the exclusive areas and ignore the last 2,000 years of Christian history and the 4,000 histories of Jewish history before that. So uh, to continue the article, it says this. Uh, this is. It, it, but, sorry, before I go on, in case you can't pick up on the fact, universal universalism, I believe is a, is a heresy, because what you're doing is you're actually you are discounting people's sins. You are easing that blow. You are ma- you are softening the edge of judgment. God's judgment is strong and it's true and it's all and it's consistent and it's always. You can't escape God's judgment. The only way you can escape God's judgment is through his son, and that is only by putting your faith and trust in Christ. That's it. That's the way it is. Anyway, uh, the article continues. This year marked the first time since the Gallup organization started tracking data that fewer than 50,000, uh, I mean 50,000, 50% of Americans belong to a church or religious organization. And that's sad. We're seeing a great breaking away, but we all, if you read your Bible, you know this does happen. Uh, Break, uh, Breakpoint reported that some of the people leaving the church are joining a group of demographic, a growing group of demographic known as the nuns. And uh, by nuns, it means like no one, none, none, plural, nuns, not none as in like a Catholic, okay? <laughs> not like a Catholic woman. I Sorry. By the way, So sorry. I'm like stumbling over my words while reading this. Again, it's late. My eyes are tired and I've like lights screaming into my eyes, burning my retinas. And uh, yeah, the things I do for you people, you see, that's, that's, that's love. (laughs) Oh goodness. That one even made me cringe moving forward. All right. Religious nuns consists of people who reject all religious affiliation, and some of these people are also known as (laughs) ex-evangelicals. Well, some religious nuns, guys, might just be Catholics. Anyway, okay, I, I won't crack dad jokes. I will resist the urge. But then it, the article continues with the overall movement is called deconstruction, meaning deconstructing one's faith and leaving the church. And yeah, we're seeing this. We've seen a lot of this, right? A lot of spiritual deconstruction has happened over the last few years of many people going, I'm walking away from the faith, I'm, faith, I'm deconstructing. Here's the thing this is one of the things that the church does need to get better about. It's okay to deconstruct your beliefs, it's okay to go, you know what? Maybe I'm not an Armenian anymore or maybe I'm not a traditionalist anymore maybe I am a calvinist maybe I can consider that view or you know what maybe I'm not those things maybe maybe molinism makes sense it's okay to question some things you know is it lordship salvation how does this all work we do need to get better at just saying it's okay to, to deconstruct your beliefs. But the thing is, once you reject God and you go apostate, well, according to Hebrews 6 and 1 John, that's that's not a good ground to be on. So Max has made a living as a vocalist in bands that promote the Christian message, such as DZ Talk, alongside bandmates Toby Mac and Michael Tate. He also sang for Audio Adrenaline. Oh yeah, I forgot about Audio Adrenaline, guys. Anyway, Max has been speaking out for some time about his resistance to a particular version of Christianity. And here's the thing. You'll notice when this comes up, like when people talk about they have a they're against a certain type of Christianity, it's always the conservative Christianity. And what ends up happening is they end up lumping conservative, biblical, orthodox Christianity and they lump it in with the crazy people like uh, what what is the uh, Westboro Baptist Church and all the other insane ones. They get lumped together when they're nothing alike. But it's but it's all I mean it's all rhetoric. It's all political game really. But anyway, so in an interview in December with Decent Christian Talk podcast, Max explained that he is on his journey in quote deconstructing. He says, I like to call it deconstruction, deconstruction, reconstruction, he said. Any person that's really changing every day, which we do, you're going to deconstruct or you're going to reconstruct. So it's a combination of both of those things, he said. I've been deconstructing for decades. I've always been progressing, as you can say, and then sometimes I regress. But I think where I'm at right now is I've really gone on a journey to find out what I truly believe in, by, believe in by reading a lot, thinking a lot, and keeping my eyes and ears open. And I'll just say this. Here's the thing. Again, there's nothing wrong with figuring out what you truly believe. There's nothing wrong with thinking a lot, reading a lot, and keeping your eyes and ears open. But once you start leaving uh, objective theism, you have completely thrown out the ability to be objective. For example, if there's no God, then there's no free will. You are just molecules and electrons firing until they stop. So you're a meat computer. That's all you are. Uh, many philosophers have pointed this out. So if there's no free will, then there's really no point in you thinking a lot because there's nothing you can think that is not that you haven't been pre-programmed to. So. Thinking a lot, reading a lot, does you really no good. I think uh, a no, not having free will is actually a, a silly ar- argument for anyone to take. But then also I, I find it interesting when people start throwing things that, things out the window, but then they like they, they like the idea of the universal Christ. Like, oh, we're all unique. We're all together in our oneness. But meanwhile, I'm going to throw 80%, 90% of the, of the baby out with the bathwater. Okay? So the musician has always been vocal about his thoughts online, while his comments online have been met with resistance. Max said he's always been, quote, a believer. I'm questioning a lot of things, and I've got more questions than answers, he said. And that's great. Um, I'm really hoping that some apologists and other people who have studied some of these issues out that he might be studying actually reach out to him. Uh, Dr. Tim Stratton said that he used to actually hang out with the guy a few times. So he's hoping that he's able to have a conversation with him, which I think would be awesome. So his beliefs are also reflected in his music. Max's album, Radio Technica, has a, long, has a song titled, Jesus, I Love You, But Your Followers Freak Me Out. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's kind of clever. But in the song, though, he, says, he sings this. What do you think when you hear people say your name? What do you think when you, they twist your words and bend them out of shape? What do you think when they picket all the gays? What do you think of the modern church in all their different ways? Now, notice that, by the way, it's so, and this is where you can just say, it's so obvious, right? It's, it's progressivism. It's So it's it's amazing to me how someone will go universal Christ. You know, I, I don't believe that stuff anymore, but I do believe in a universal Christ because guess what? That is a comforting idea because if you have God, if there's God, then there's an objective meaning to your life. If there's no God, then there's no hope for your life and there's no meaning. You're a space accident. So a lot of people will want to hold on to these theistic ideas And, like, so they want the theistic ideas, they want the blessings and the grounding that being a theist offers, while also rejecting basic moral order, because we'd rather do what we want to do. So what ends up happening is that they kind of steal from God and just behave however they want for their own convenience, but then claim murder or rape is wrong, because why? Why? Well, I don't like those things, so of course now I have to grab objective morality from God now again over here and say, nope, that's definitely wrong. But then excuse sexual misconduct and other things. So right here, notice how when they, how they when they twist your words, because again, you know, to people who are more progressive, God is love, right? And that's the oh number one thing, and therefore God has to be inclusivist because as doc, as a pastor. Uh, Pastor Jason Kim said on our podcast when we interviewed him, the number one thing you can do against a progressive, the doctrine that is above all is inclusivism. So therefore, to exclude anyone, as Christ excludes them, <laughs> to exclude anyone is the gravest of all sins. So that's why he's saying that they are twisting God's words and they, because they are picketing the gays. Now, the worst part about this is the fact that, again, um, not many Christians actually do that. (laughs) And yet we all get lumped in with it. As a member of DC Talk to write a song, Jesus, I love you, but your followers freak me out. That was great because I meant it, he said on the podcast. Max offered advice to others who are in the process of deconstructing. This is what he said. When you give in to, to the fear of, oh my gosh, I'm asking questions, or, oh man, I don't know if I believe this anymore, you're giving in to the same fear that you know kept us from progressing as people for so long, he maintained. Now, notice this. He is saying that, essentially, to question, to not question your faith is, is what's actually preventing us from p- progressing as a society. That is kind of what's being implied here. Now, again, I'm reading between the lines, and I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I'm seeing here. And no, no. <laughs> Who says that you need to progress the way the progressives and the way this movement keeps going? That's your guys' new thing. Some of us will still find that necessary. Some of us find it against objective reality. Um, so, yeah, this this idea just doesn't hold up. Again, I don't see how it's very logical. But there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Absolutely nothing wrong with asking questions. And it's okay not to believe certain things anymore. But then you better start digging before you start just standing against but you can tell this person he has been and if you look at his history you can see the fact that he's been against basic conservatism which is conservatism and therefore and also basic christian principles for a long time and now he's just coming out more with it and he's trying to hide it in clever rhetoric like oh well you don't agree with me well have you ever even truly questioned your beliefs basically saying that if you're not there, it's because you haven't actually truly questioned and it's okay to truly question, but it's okay not to go that way. But a lot of people say, well, if you truly, really questioned what you believed, you'd be over here with me. No, so it's just simply not true. <sighs> anyway, um, so let, let's keep going, then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give more a couple more thoughts. We're almost done. The total totalitarian fear that con, that's constant, in my opinion, in a lot of evangelical churches has made people regress over time I feel like anybody out there going through it, they should just embrace it, he added. If they're a believer, they should have those deep conversations with God they believe in, with the God they believe in, and really struggle with it. Talk to him about it. I believe, and, okay, hold on, before I move on there. So this, you know, the totalitarian fear that's constant, in my opinion, in a lot of evangelical churches have made people regress over time. So he's saying that a fear-based system makes people regress. I agree. I agree with that. But also, there is a healthy fear, okay? Fear can't be the only, only motivator. If the only reason, for example, you want to be saved is so you can escape hell, you're missing the big part of the, the equation that means that you get to commune with God and stand in righteousness and be able to be his administrator of reconciliation. Like, you're missing a big chunk of that if your only thought is self-preservation, so fear, though, is important, and it is okay, though, to have a healthy fear. I have a healthy fear of not, pl- like, doing cartwheels in the middle of the highway. That's a healthy fear. Well, guess what? Having a healthy fear is saying, guys, if you leave Christianity, you are leaving the most historic of all faiths. You are leaving objective moral, re- moral, and uh, epistemological and ontological reality. This will cause deep. Rooted, deep-seated issues in your life, because none of your th- the things you believe in will really be, uh, will really be justifiable. If you leave Christianity, you are leaving truth. That's not a fear-based system. That's just saying it the way it is. But a lot of people find that kind of talk to be abusive or harsh or whatever. But it's just the reality. You know, I, I, I better not get down that rabbit hole too far. This is one of the things I wanted, I, that drove me nuts. He said this now in the end. I believe in a God of the universe, and I believe that he can hear me, and that in itself is just plain kind of crazy, and that in itself is just plain kind of crazy. But if I believe that, then I truly believe that he cares about my progression and asking questions and wanting to know what is real and what isn't real. He ended I don't think the God that I believe in is going to just all of a sudden ignore me because I don't believe every single thing that's written down somewhere. So now the Bible is just something that's written down somewhere. And here's kind of the problem. So the universal Christ thing we talked about earlier, this comes full circle. The idea of universal Christ is this idea of universal God who loves everybody equally and you are going to be saved no matter what. Then he talks about he believes in a God of the universe who doesn't specify which because he can't. Because once you walk away from this and you start – this is, almost gets into like the, the um, Church of Science or whatever. Like the idea of this reality being more close to Hinduism or Buddhism because that's kind of the language you'll hear a lot of this, these people talk about. I believe in a God who loves us and is all part of us and all that. So he goes, I believe in, but here's the thing. If you believe in a God of the universe, then you need to go, who's the God of the universe then? Because there's quite a few that claim to be that. Which one? Which one has the most history behind it? Which one has the most evidence of good things behind it? Which one has just evidence flowing from it that is always good or has been consistently good throughout the ages? And what has fallen off the wayside, some people within that very group has corrected it. Well, there's not many that live up to, to these various different things, not including the historicity of it all, right? The historical documents, the years and aeons of different authors and different time periods writing different things and them coming true and us able to verify that, all that stuff. But then notice this. If you are a believer, they should have these deep conversations with the God that they believe in and really struggle with it and talk to them about it. But then... I don't think the God that I believe in is going to is going to just all of a sudden ignore me because I don't believe every single thing that's written down somewhere. That is problematic. I don't think the God that I believe in Look, Max, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what God you believe in. It matters what's true. Is it true that this God is, that the God of the Bible, Hashem, is real? Is If he's the one true God, then it doesn't matter whether or not you believe it or not. Also, if he is the one true God, then absolutely he's going to hold you accountable for not believing things that were written down in his book. He's going to hold you accountable to it. Because if you don't believe in the Son of God how can you be saved because no one comes to the father, but by me is what Jesus said. If you don't believe in Hashem at all, you don't have faith in God at all of the one true God. According to scripture, you need to believe. So it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. Reality is reality. And these things are going to come to fruition one way or the other. It's a little preachy, but it's just the truth. Uh, Now, no matter which is the real God in someone's mind, it doesn't matter because the real God, (laughs) what you believe isn't necessarily the real God. So you want to make sure that what you believe is the right God. And I totally agree with that. So I think that's something that's very smart. Now, here's the thing. What's frustrating about this is there's more ideology and rhetoric in this. That's all I really have. I've read a few other things, and there's really nothing helpful what he has said. It's just things like the idea of the universal Christ. Oh yeah, these Christians who pick at the gays. You know, I'm completely separate from all of them. So what we have is we have a musician who claimed the name of Jesus Christ. Now he's walked away from it and he's like, oh no, I'm an ex-evangelical, but I do believe in Jesus Christ, kind of not really. Oh, the universal Christ. Oh, also I believe in a God. I don't know which God though. And see, that's what I mean. Once you don't know what God just, oh, I just believe in a higher power, that is as vague as it comes. That just means that you can't accept the, the reality that you very well might be a space accident. If you just believe in some God or higher power, then it's because you like the comfort of knowing that there's a, a, a deity, a, a, some sort of transcendent reality because honestly that's what grounds the mind right you understand that if god is real then there's an objective meaning to this world but so you want to hold on you want to have the benefit of of being a theist but to commit to a specific one a specific god to a specific doctrine that's a little too scary right that's the whole thing here because then well we i'd have to admit that you know My progressive ideologies are wrong, that homosexuality is a sin, that the LGBT plus is not okay in in the eyes of God. And also, you have to go with the comforting, I mean the comforting, not so comforting. You have to go with the harsh reality that God is going to judge the world and that not everyone's included and that there is exclusive language. There's people who are God's people and those who are not. God's people are the elect, the believing ones, and the rest will see judgment. First, there's nothing that's been presented here that says Christianity is not true, which, of course, was a central tenet of Christianity, the death, burial, and bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's nothing here that debunks that. There's nothing here that really brings a strong objection just kind of the idea of good feelings and higher power, and I just don't like what some people have done, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So here's my thing. Friend, Max, come back, man. What are you doing? Have these conversations. It's cool to ask questions. We welcome that here, and I know other people do as well. It's okay to ask questions. But once you start leaving the faith to a certain point, once you decide to go apostate, it does become, and you shipwreck your faith, it does make coming back much harder. Because now you have skin in the game. Now it's your pride and your ego on, on the line. And then usually you've been flirting with other ideas for a long time. And to detach yourself from those ideas... Is now going to be harder because you've already done it before you know what I'm saying point is there's nothing here that says Christianity is false so and when I say it when I'm talking about all this I'm not saying that he's a bad person I'm not saying I'd hate him Um, in fact you know I don't know the man personally so Kevin Max I don't know you I'm just saying that based on this it sounds like to me more ideology than it is Actual, philosophical, historical, rigorous, thought-provoking discussion. Song lyrics don't explain the objection. And that's what's frustrating here, is we haven't heard actual objections. So you can't really respond to them, right? You know, I can't go, okay, is it the problem of evil? Is it the problem of hell? Is it, you know... I don't, don't think that we have sufficient evidence for Jesus. We don't know. So I can't really bring in a, a, a strong response there. All I have is kind of vagaries to work with, and usually that's not a good sign either. It just usually means someone's just going to try to say what they want to say, walk away, and not really have to deal with any objections because they kept it vague. This I, and I will say this. The, this heresy of the universal Christ absolutely condemned God's always been exclusive. It's always been exclusive. Read the Old Testament. Egypt definitely did not feel like Jesus, like God was universal. There's a right side and a wrong side. There's righteousness and there is sin. Of course, if you don't believe in God, then you don't really believe in right and wrong. But you might say, well, I believe in a God, as, as Kevin Max has said. Well, I believe in a God. Well, that doesn't give you objective reality because a God doesn't tell us what it is. And you know what? What's written down somewhere? That could be God's way of communicating with you directly, which a book is a pretty effective way to do that. But how do you know what this God says if you have no way to communicate with him? And Christians, we say we have his word and we have the Holy Spirit and we can, and the spirit never contradicts the word. So we always compare the word with what's going on internally. And we go from there. We can build up from that. But at this point, when someone is just accepting the fact that there's a general, universal higher power, well, then you've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, and it's sad because it probably means that things are just going to get much worse. But this is usually what happens when people start affirming progressive ideals, when they start worldly ideals. Really, the sinful nature of the world. This actually is a proper term use of the word use use of the word worldly. Is saying that this here is sinful, and what's what happens when you start embracing these things? So, guys, I want to I want to say this uh, to any watcher or listener out there. Um, I'm a little scattered tonight, and again, this is an off-the-cuff video that I'm doing late. But I do want to say this: there are objective reasons to believe in Christianity. Do not go down the path of progressivism, because there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Stay on the straight and narrow and seek to honor God in all things. And understand that just because somebody walks away from the faith does not mean our faith is shattered because our faith is not in musicians. We need to stop putting our faith in musicians and leaders and things like, and, all, and certain people. Our faith is only in God. And we can trust some leaders, and some of these leaders are good, but our, they, man is not God, right? And so, therefore, man is not our faith. Now, a man's ministry might encourage me, might build me up, and might exhort me, It might do all the right things, but that does not necessarily equate to the fact that if he falls, suddenly my entire faith has fallen. Because again, if someone goes apostate, that's a totally different issue than whether or not Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Hashem is indeed the God of the whole universe. So, a couple things to end this. This is constantly happening with musicians. I will encourage churches... To start allowing questions and rigorous discourse. Some people are so concerned about their particular doctrine, you know, I'm well, we're a covenant church and no one dispensational is allowed to join. They have to be covenant theology, and you know, vice versa. And they can't join if they have a different theology. And so many people are so concerned about that that more people break away and we're not united. And then also we're not teaching apologetics in the church. So people are seeing this idea that, okay, well, we can't question, we can't be united with people in question, because if we question, well, then we're not included at all. Now people are seeing, well, these people really have no defense of their faith. I think we need more of that. We need more rigorous discourse. We need more apologetics. And we need more unity and diversity, which will help solve a lot of these problems. And then also it allow us to be a stronger church altogether. So don't look to people for your faith. Do not go looking up to certain people thinking that they're going to, somehow going to be the hero of all things and whatever. Don't do it. Musicians are just musicians. That's all they are. Some of them are pastors and whatnot, and they're great if they are, and if they're doing the Lord's work, awesome. But a musician in the end is just a musician. Clever lyrics are, and good lyrics are just good lyrics. Now, this does not mean suddenly, oh my goodness, I can't listen to DC talk anymore, and all these people have loved in the past. That's also ridiculous, okay? You're going to appreciate the art while disagreeing with one of the artists. (laughs) So don't put your faith in man. Um, Beware of liberal propaganda and just falling into the status quo. And also, guys, just stand strong in the faith. And if you have questions, ask them. And then ask other well-learned Christians about it. And hopefully you'll be able to get a good answer. And then understand the fact if you leave theism and you leave God and you go, nope, God's not real, or you know what, Um, there's this A-God, a general overall like higher power of the universe, you have now thrown objective reality out the window. You have thrown any, like if you have experienced abuse, you have thrown any objective reason to actually be upset about your abuse out the window. Why? Because if God's not real, then there's no objective morals. It is merely objective monkeys that disagree with each other if we're just monkeys that disagree with each other there's nothing wrong with beating your kid because you're just a space accident anyway so there's really no point in any morality it's a social ways that we have chosen to behave to make it maybe a little bit more peaceful for us but who knows i might not want a peaceful life and might want to beat my kid that's the thing there so if there's no god there's nothing wrong with that if you say there's a god but, you know, it's not written down anywhere. And, you know, I just say, like God, a general transcendental idea of reality. Then what you're hitting is, this, uh, is ultimately subjectivism. You say that you believe in God, but because nothing is objectively anchored down, then you have no authority by which to say anything's right or wrong. So even though you might say there's a general overall meaning to your life, you have nowhere to point that out on where that is objectively. So... Uh, anyway, I hope I was clear enough in this episode and I hope I was clear, um, in my thoughts and my presentation, my brain's foggy and I'm half fallen asleep. So I'm going to go to bed, (laughs) but I wanted to get this out here. So that way you guys maybe had a frame of reference and maybe there was something in here that was useful for you to hear. But, um, you know, just the world's going to world guys, people will apostatize. There will, you know, there will be those who fall away and there will be those who make a shipwreck of their faith. And this usually happens with pride and ideology and many other things. So guard your heart. Guard your heart. Don't allow pride to set in. And don't start thinking that you somehow know better than God. Because <laughs> you don't. It's not you, you just don't. And you won't. So anyway, guys, I hope this was helpful for some of you. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. And I really hope that Kevin Max comes back to the faith and that somebody's able to talk to him and that this will all blow over quickly. And just know that there's no animosity here when we go over these. Again, we're just talking about the content. And I might speak forwardly, but that's not me trying to be rude. I'm just trying to be forward and, and clear in my in my train of thought, which is really, I know sometimes I think I, I come off a little tougher than I, than I mean to uh, when I do these rebuttals or these responses uh, to people who leave the faith, but it's just something I'm excited and passionate about. So anyhow, guys, take care. God bless, and I'll see you all on the next episode. Good night.